Hello, hello. Welcome to Ami Tuckered Out. I am your host, Ami Tucker Ravel, and guess who I'm with still? You're still with me. I You're know. still with me, Zar. I know. And I'm trying to think of a new way to introduce you now. I feel like I'm running out of options. We're at episode 22, so we've gotten to the point where you can probably use an intro you used way back. I can recycle? No, no, no one would. No one would. No. Okay, fine. I just got to gotta stick with something. How you doing? I'm okay. I've got I've gotten more sleep than you recently. I know that much. Yeah, my husband went to an unofficial undergrad reunion, so he's in Sonoma somewhere. Happy, yeah. Um, but I, I did have a great weekend here. Um, I got to meet the head of TV for TED Talks, Miss Juliet Blake, Pretty and cool. had dinner with her. And she has. Not recently. It's in now in its third season, but but has launched TED Talks India uh, with the one and only Mr. Shah Rukh Khan. So she was telling me lots of stories about that, and I know that name. Yeah, I think you know a few of us have heard of him, and how well TED Talks India is going. It's called Naya Soch, which means new thoughts. Um, yeah. And yeah, she's she's been going to India back and forth for the past three years, and has i think they have like 100 million viewers now it's a star plus show which is one of the major mm-hmm. channels there but if you get a chance you should check out ted talks india it's it's, it's I, I, really I good will, yeah. yeah it's in hindi but they have subtitles uh in case in case you didn't catch a word or two but you know juliet blake mm-hmm. is a big time producer and, and she's from london um, but mm-hmm. she has she's a she's been a producer with Oprah and Steven Spielberg on the Hundred Foot Journey. Uh, I mean, she has a ton, she's done a ton of stuff, and so yeah, I amazing. had the honor of hanging out with her this weekend. So, although the husband left me, I was okay. I did I did good. I did tell her about <laughs> Ami Tuckered Out, and so she's going to check it out and let me know what she thinks and give nice. us some feedback and maybe maybe be a guest. And maybe he flies out to India and meet Shah Rukh Khan. Isn't that what she said? Well, that was I was going to ask for that later. But I was like, <laughs> well, do you guys need like Jai Balas? Because me and Nazar are really good at that. And oh, yeah. So... I just got new sneakers. So I'm, I'm good on my feet. So anyway, so it was pretty amazing like <laughs> just listening to someone like her who has done so much. Yeah, that, that's got to be inspiring. To, and, and, yeah. and for somebody who gets to hear such inspiring stories, I, I have to imagine daily, um, they've got to have a lot of stories to yeah. pass on. Yeah, and she so has this, she has this love for India, obviously because of that, and then initially because of doing the hundred foot journey. You know, they filmed a lot of it in India. She she worked with Omburi, who she became close to. So she's mm-hmm. kind of telling me all these stories, and she just has this connection with the country, and she's just awesome. So I made her my unofficial mentor. I don't think she knows it yet, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> well, she, speaking of uh, love for India, do you know who our guest is today? I do, but can you introduce that? <laughs> I can. So it's actually, uh, it's Modi Toys, uh, which you guys can find on Instagram at Modi Toys, M-O-D-I-T-O-Y-S or ModiToys.com. And it's actually Avni Modi Sarkar, uh, who is the founder along with, or co-founder, I should say, along with her brother. Uh, but Avni's here to join us. Hi, Avni. Hi, guys. Hi, Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, great to have you virtually in the same room. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, everyone, hang tight. We'll be back with a a fun chat with Avni. All right, Avni, welcome to our studios. We're fancy over here. (laughs) So fancy. I know. That's how we roll. So I'd like to start off uh, my interviews by just asking about 
uh, my guests the childhood and, and upbringing and um, where'd you grow up and was it a typical South Asian family? Um, tell me more about that. Sure. So um, I grew up in India. I was actually born and raised there up until I was eight years old. And uh, my dad actually moved out here to Jersey um, before the rest of you know his family did, the rest of us did. Uh, so my mom was back in India with me and my two brothers uh, for two years by herself holding down the fort. And we all moved over here and joined my dad um, in 1992, I believe. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've been here ever since, but you know, my brothers are a little bit older than me. My eldest brother and I were 10 years apart and my middle brother and I were six years apart. So they, I think, remember life in India a little bit more than I do. But um, a lot of my childhood memories really do stem from being being here and, and you know growing up here. Nice. And so then do you remember kind of your transition here? You know, I have these two um, very specific memories. I remember going back to India, I think after six years of, of living here, and we spent the entire summer there. And when it was time for us to go back, come back here, I didn't want to. I was so sad. I actually cried on our last day there because India still <laughs> very much felt like home to me. Yeah. And then I think I went back to India again maybe four years later. And at that time, I couldn't really wait to get back home here because at that point, I think I had made that mental shift that now this is home. And now I think everyone kind of feels that when they go back to India, especially people who have memories of being in India, you kind of feel like an outsider being in India, but then you also kind of feel like an outsider here in some way. So you kind of like feel like you're in no man's land. But yep. mm. I remember those two very distinct times, like going back to India and, and just how I felt like one place felt more like home than the other. Would you consider yourself in that bucket of ABCDs? Which, by the way, I hate that term, but... <laughs> Um, I don't consider myself to be an ABCD. I consider myself to be very much a fob, um, but I did marry an ABCD. Okay. Um, you know, I grew up watching, um, like I grew up watching, well, speaking Gujarati at home. My parents like made sure of that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, grew up like eating Gujarati food, like almost five times a week. Um, we had all those Indian channels, like pretty much playing on TV all the time. Um, so it, it felt very much like being back home, except without, you know, the 50 relatives surrounding you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, though, all of us that did were born and raised here. I don't know about you, Nazar, but we kind of, it's the same thing for us, even though, cause my parents were obviously holding on to their identity and culture. So yeah, they're about to talk five days a week. And, and I should clarify for, th for those that aren't familiar with that term, ABCD, it means American born confused Desi, oh, yeah, sorry. which is basically for, you know, sometimes it applies to those who, again, aren't born here, you know, per se, but have moved here at a very young age. So, and who have conflicting identities throughout their life because of that. So yeah, I just, I, we can do a whole other episode on that because I have my, <laughs> yeah. my, my, my take on it, but um, okay, so then, so then you moved here um, and transitioned into the American life uh, while eating darabashagroli every day, of course. Um, <laughs> and so then, what was your kind of career plan growing up? Did you have one, a typical um, desi plan of being a lawyer, doctor, engineer? I did not. I think my parents had one for for me and my brothers, yes. <laughs> and unfortunately for them, none of us really followed that path. Um, my eldest brother, you know, he's an entrepreneur; he has his own gig. Um, my brother, my middle brother, and I—we're actually the only ones who sort of went the nine to five corporate route. Um, but when I was um, 
applying for colleges really at that time my dream job was to be a creative arts director at an ad agency because um i was just really enamored by commercials i know that sounds kind of weird but i love the ability to really tell a, a compelling story in a really short um time frame like you know under 30 seconds or less and and i just really i think was moved by the power of storytelling that's awesome that sounds like um Paper sounds samosa. like me. Sounds like you too, yeah, for sure. Sounds like a lot of our guests, actually. Yeah. So there's a common thread. So you always had it in you to, to work on the creative side. Um, and, and then what was your career path after college? Um, so it did not go according to plan. Um, I, I did end up working in marketing, but on a completely different side of, of marketing. Um, I, my first job was um, at Merrill Lynch, Milan Bank America. And, you know, you, you kind of get pigeonholed very early on in your career um, with your first job. And pretty much every job I was offered at that point after was within the financial industry. And I kind of hated it because that's not really where my passion lies. Um, and the type of marketing I was doing was more, more B2B, meaning business to business. I wasn't marketing directly to the buyers, the people. I was marketing to mm-hmm. Uh, corporations and it really like sucks the creativity out of you because yeah it's a so very many... different dynamic <laughs> yeah you get it I mean there's so many guidelines and, and, and you know hoops to kind of jump through so by the time your written piece finally gets approved it sounds nothing like what you set out to sound like right um, yeah so yeah that's I'm still very much in that industry um, b2b marketing but um, but um, I've stepped away from financial services so I'm much happier. Good. Much happier. So, so right now, what is your day job? Um, so right now, I work for um, a travel management company. Um, I still do marketing, um, but 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 let me tell you, the industry you work for makes all the difference because now instead of talking about 401k planning, which was my first job out of college, I'm now talking about business travel, um, and you know whether it's business travel or leisurely travel. I mean, who doesn't like to talk about travel? So. Um, yeah. it, it's much more up my alley, I would say. That's awesome. <laughs> so then this whole idea of becoming an entrepreneur was not like far-fetched for you. It was kind of in your blood. Um, it was in the sense that my parents never had a, a nine to five job. Um, you know, my eldest brother, as I mentioned, he did not either. And, and it's not something we necessarily set out to do. And, and by we, I mean my, my middle brother and I, Viral and I, um, it just sort of, came to us and when the idea came you know we had the full support of our of our family um because you know entrepreneurship is very much in their blood and also the just the idea of what is that we were creating and and trying to get out to market um my parents were all about it um they felt like we were doing them proud and and really doing something to carry our culture on yeah transition into uh our next segment which is you know about modi toys so talk to me about the beginning of modi toys i know i had read on the website your your brother was uh, about to have his first child um Mm -hmm. and it kind of started from there so talk about that the idea and the launch so what i didn't mention on the website was that um i was also about to have my first child and um yeah totally coincidental um we our daughters were born a week apart mine was born first and then um, shortly after, his daughter was actually born on his birthday. So, um, oh. yeah, it's, it's kind of um, 
it's hard to beat a gift like that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really special. So um, we were both going through this major life change, and um, you know, I, I do have to give credit where it's due, and the idea really came to him because he was looking for a gift to give to um, his daughter, and he didn't quite know exactly what he was looking for until he came back empty-handed every time he went like searching for something. And then one day he, he came home and he was like, why not create a plush version of, of Ganesh? And, um, you know, at the time, I, I think like, like any other person, I was like, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't blown away by the idea because um, I, I, I wasn't sure of like, if he was just like, if it was like the emotions running high, how serious he was. Um, so I, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, like, let's think about it. I, I, I was kind of like taking more of a backseat and he was the one that was like really, really into it. And, um, and the more and more, like, you know, he talked about it, that's when I realized, you know what, like, I think he is truly passionate about it. And, and that's when I kind of came on board, but the idea really came from him and it really stemmed from the fact that. Um, you know, now that he was looking at life from the lens of a father, he realized that there are certain things that he really wants to pass on, pass on to his daughter, and that being culture, being one of them. And you know, as I described my my life, our childhood growing up, you know, we grew up um, in India partly, but then even when we moved here to New Jersey, we still continued that same sort of lifestyle. You know, we had. Um, Gucci food every day. We we spoke Gujarati every day. We had you know Bollywood movies running on TV, and there was all of Indian soap operas. So we were just so much immersed into the Indian culture that we never really felt like we were away from India. But we knew that life was not going to be the same at all for our daughters because, well, you know, for one, um, I um, am married to a Bengali guy, so our common language at home is English. Um, yeah. The only time that our daughter is exposed to Gujarati is when she's around my parents and the only time she's exposed to Bengali is when she's around my in-laws. So, um, and you know, when it comes to cooking, I mean, I don't cook much as it is, but um, so Gujarati food, it, it gets made like never pretty much at home. Um, and we don't have any of like the Indian cable channels. So, I mean, right off the bat, you just get those sort of basic elements. Um, her life, her childhood is just so different. And, and my brother and I, we both felt that. And we wanted to be able to still expose them to our culture in, um, in a subtle way, but in a meaningful way. Yeah. And we don't want to like beat them over the head with like, this is your culture and, and you know, you must follow it and you must appreciate it. Um, we just figured that if it, if it can be exposed to them in a manner that they are already accustomed to being toys, then you know that would be much more well received. So that's so that's kind of how it started. So then tell me about actually starting the business. Like, what were the first steps, and then what were kind of the biggest hurdles just launching Modi Toys? And I'm assuming the name came from y'all's last names. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. the name actually came from from my mom. Um, okay. You know, everything that's happened up until this point has very much been a family business, and it still is. Um, my mom, uh, just like one day, we were just sort of like sitting around our living room and. Um, we're brainstorming name ideas and my mom was like, you just keep it Modi toys. And, and I, again, like, I think I'm always sort of like the last one to jump on board, but my brother was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I'm like, really? But like, that's so generic. And, um, and I don't know, they were just really 
um, in love with the name. So I said, all right, well, since I don't have any other better options, I guess we'll just go <laughs> forward with it for now. Well, it is um, cute because you play on the play on words with modify, modify kind of thing. Yeah, right? well, that's yeah. that's me and my marketing, you know, skills coming into play. <laughs> Got it. Well, it works yeah. well. So anyway, sorry, continue. So so um, so uh, my my cousin uh, actually drew the first sketch of Baby Ganesh. Um, I have, I have a picture of it somewhere on our Instagram actually. Um, so we took that that drawing. It was like literally just done with like pencil and color pencils. And we took that to a manufacturer that Bureau had um, found, and they created like a three D version of it, and then they created a prototype off of it. And I think honestly, we just got really lucky, or maybe because we didn't have a base of comparison of of like that first drawing or that first rendering um, or that first prototype with anything else out there in the market. We we were pretty happy with it. We're like, yeah, we need to make some tweaks here and there, but overall, like it it looks like it looks pretty cute and it looks you know pretty accurate um, as far as how much accuracy we want to represent from the actual Ganesha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we didn't get our like the, the prototype that we actually liked because there were some you know changes back and forth um, in hand until January of 2018. So about a year ago now. And it was at that point when I, I, I felt like, okay, I think we really have to like take this to market and, and get some feedback directly from our potential customers. So um, I'm a big believer in, in, in how, you know, you just kind of have to believe in, in the magic of, of these dots connecting. Like sometimes like you'll go do something, you'll read something, you'll go talk to someone. And at the time it may not mean anything, but then you look back and you're like, wait, like this is how it all kind of, connected. So um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big um, Shark Tank fan. And I remember um, reading an article. Um, I, again, I don't know how I came across it. But I remember reading an article from one of the, the entrepreneurs that was on, sh- on the show, um, this woman named Elizabeth Brooke. Um, she's the founder of Little Nomad. They make these really like chic, bohemian type of play mats that are the complete opposite of the like, circus color looking ones. Um, and I remember I, in that article, she had mentioned how um, she had mentioned some tips on how she got started. And one of them being that she um, reached out to a ton of like mom groups and, and got their feedback and also encouraged them to go to her website and, and join the wait list. And all, at the time, all she had on her website was literally just a landing page with a little form to enter in your email address. And that was it. And um, as you as luck would have it, um, she actually reached out to me um, when I had started uh, posting on some on some Facebook mommy groups. Um, she, you know, she messaged me saying like, you know, you're doing a great job. Like, it's so awesome to see you have like an actual working prototype. Um, you know, when I did it, like I just like went to Xerox and I just like, you know, <laughs> created like printed out something. I didn't even have like an actual prototype. So um, I... I basically reached, you know, followed up with her and I said, hey, I would like love to pick your brain a little bit. Um, you seem to have um, a, some really good ideas based on this article that I read. And um, she was the one who told me, um, yeah, go ahead and, you know, just really the first step is to get a wait list ready um, on your website and just drive people to your website because now's the time to, to really start building up that customer base. And because she told me that when she had launched, she had, I think, maybe 4,000 people or so signed up and out of those, like, I forget, like maybe 10% or so converted. So it was really a numbers game. Um, so I started basically reaching out to as 
you know, many uh, mommy groups on Facebook as I could, like all around the world. Like, obviously, I started locally first. And then after I felt like I had sort of tapped out there, I started going to other markets um, globally. And uh, basically, all I was doing was um, asking them for their feedback. I, I had, you know, I, I posted a photo of my daughter with, with um, Baby Ganesh. At the time, I didn't even have a name for the product. It wasn't called Baby Ganesh. Like somebody in their comments was like, oh, this Baby Ganesh is so cute. I'm like, oh, that's not a bad name. <laughs> so, um, believe it or not, a lot of right ideas um, do come from our customers. And, and that's sort of the beauty of marketing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that's how we ended up building our 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 customer base um, initially when we launched. Um, so, you know, the whole Facebook um, group outreach was done in between January to February of last year. And then we didn't launch our product until um, August of that year. And so then in terms of the actual design and theme and inspirations, I guess, I know you started with baby Ganesh and maybe you can explain why you started first with Ganesh mm -hmm. uh, for those uh, of, of people that don't know who Ganesh is. And then also, I know you have a few more products um, uh, available. Like what are the, what ha who has designed those? Um, where is, you know, inspiration coming from for, for those different products? Sure. Um, so, you know, Ganesh is really because every, as you know, like, you know, being Buju and Indian, that every um, auspicious occasion begins with a prayer to Ganesh. Yep. Um, he's the, the god of new beginnings. So, uh, that was really the main reason. And then I guess um, in retrospect, um, it kind of made sense because kids are very accustomed to seeing plush elephants. So this felt like a very natural transition to, to kind of tap into the South Asian market. Um, but that was really it. Um, there wasn't a ton of thought put into it. Like, I mean, let me tell you, the first few days, like, you know, when I, when my brother and I first became parents and stuff, we didn't have formal meetings. I mean, we still don't have formal meetings. Like there was no like formal brainstorming session that went on. It was just like, you know, we would kind of bounce back, you know, ideas here and there and we'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. That works. Or no, that doesn't. And, and that was it. And, and that's sort of just been like the nature of the dynamic of our relationship. Um, and actually, as a matter of fact, it wasn't until just this weekend that I said to Viral, I was like, Hey, I think we need to like start having meetings on a weekly <laughs> basis. <laughs> we need to like have an agenda because there's a lot of things that kind of fall into the cracks and um, we need to like work like a, an actual business and not just like brother and sister. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, how, how has it been working with them and what are your roles exactly? Sure. So um, we fell into our roles very naturally. Um, so, you know, as you know, my, my background has been in marketing and his background pretty much has been consulting. So um, he's very good operationally. Um, he deals with all the logistics, shipping, talking to lawyers, talking to manufacturers, all the things that um, I would probably not be the best suited to do. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly the kind of stuff that bores me a little bit. So I'm glad that he's, he's, um, he's taken on that role and responsibility. And my role has really been sales and marketing. And, you know, we just, I think, are... are really well suited for our roles because I don't think he can do what I do as well as I do it. And I definitely can do what he does as well as he does. Um, and, you know, I would definitely even tell other people like looking for advice um, if they're starting out, if you have a co-founder, it's honestly one of the, the best things they can do for yourself because they keep you accountable. Um, and they also really help um, compensate for any weaknesses that you have because yeah. no one person has 
every single skill that they need to launch a business. Like, it's just if they possible. if they think they do, it's a problem. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna take a lot longer for them to I think really like get um, kick things off and and really go to market because you know when because you have to use different parts of your brain to like really think in these capacities. You know, like you need like a very specific skill set to talk to a lawyer and look at these long contracts than you do like to sit down and, and think creatively um, when you are promoting yourself on, on, on Instagram. And we know where our skills lie. So luckily we haven't really crossed that line too much. <laughs> you haven't killed each other. That's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so what has been your most popular product? Um, the medium sized baby ganache. Um, okay. So we, we've kind of, you know, started off very, um, I would say conservatively in, in that we don't have a ton of products right now um, that we went to market with. We have our two sizes, plushes, one's the medium and the other is the small one. Um, the main difference is that the medium one plays three mantras, um, the small one plays only one of them. Um, and it can also, it also comes with the, um, uh, a tag that you can kind of, you know, hang off of car seats or cribs or strollers. Um, but the medium sized one is the one that sold out first. And that's the one that's always been in demand um, by our customers. I absolutely love that you have the, the mantras on there. Um, and, and for our audience, mantras are prayers. Um, and I did look at, at the prayers on, on your website, uh, what was on there. So um, I am teaching my girls right now. Um, all this stuff. So I, I need to get a toy basically. <laughs> no, I love that, that it's, it's a special add on for sure. Yeah. And one thing I didn't add is, um, you know, the other thing that really, um, gave us this idea was, was our, was our mom actually, um, growing up, she would always like always say this to us. And in Gujarati though, she'd be like, you know, um, Oh my God. Our parents, all our parents are sound the same, don't they? <laughs> yeah. And that was like a really poor guju, but basically it was, uh, it means that, you know, if you yeah. don't have any, any traditional learning values, then what are you going to pass on to your yeah. kids? Basically what's going to happen to your kids? Like you're wasting, exactly. you're, you're ridiculous. What are you doing? Yeah. Like they're no, screwed. <laughs> no. I hear it all the so, time. So that's where the idea kind of came from of, of yeah. putting mantras in them because you see all these plushes out there that, you know, sing like the alphabet or um, yeah. like random nursery rhymes. So like we thought, well, why not actually, you know, have something meaningful play? And where are these toys being put together? Like what, is it a factory that you guys are working with? Yeah. Um, so they are made in China as I think 99% of okay. the world things are. Got it. Makes sense. So obviously, you know, your product is mainly Ganesh and, and passing on the Hindu religion and culture. Do you plan on expanding to maybe other religions, cultures? Um, you know, we have been asked that question by some of our customers. Um, yeah. I mean, Hindu as a religion is pretty widespread, but, um, yeah. you know, not everyone practices it um, or recites the mantras in Hindi as or Sanskrit, I guess, as we have them yeah. um, in our toy. Um, and we've at, we've received like some some um, ad hoc requests like, oh, can you know, can this be recorded in the, the Tamil language or some other language? And yeah. or, you know, have you thought about like creating um, other deities and stuff? And right now, the short answer is no. Like We want to stick to what we know. And, and that is our religion, our culture. Sure. Um, and, you know, we, the last thing we want to do is just offend anyone. Um, yeah. If we kind of speak out of terms. 
Um, and I, there is a high risk of doing that, I think, when you kind of step outside your comfort zone. And I mean, just within even within our comfort zone right now, there's just so much that we haven't even done. Um, so I will, you know, kind of tell our listeners this, that uh, we are working on baby Hanuman next. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. We don't have a, a launch date just quite yet, but that, again, just seems like a very natural extension of our existing product line. Yeah. And we'll probably yeah. also do a booklet for that as well. Okay. So there are definitely a few other sites that are focusing on cultural toys and experiences for kids. What are you guys doing that you feel like is unique and different? I think we focus on the experience, not so much the product's like feature and functionality. Okay. Um, I mean, I think the product kind of speaks for itself. And what I really try to demonstrate is is really the experience that you're you're having, you know, as a family. Um, we have so many people um, reach out to us. And again, like going back to what I was saying about how we get our ideas from our customers. Like, you know, when we first launched, I honestly thought that our market was parents um, or either parents to be or parents whose kids are like maybe, you know, one, two, or maybe max, like three years old. Sure. Because after that point, you know, who really wants a plush toy? Like they yeah. outgrow it. Or so I thought. And um, I've, since then, I've learned that it's actually not just for, for you know, toddlers. I mean, people with kids as like old as like, you know, six, seven years old. And even like adults themselves, like they've gone for themselves. And it's no longer just a toy that they use like for birthdays or for baby showers. I mean... I've even um, gotten a few messages from people saying that, um, you know, our family friend just had a death in the family and I would really like to give this to them because I think they would find a lot of comfort in it just because of what Ganesh represents. Sure. And yeah. and I think that's the experience that you create. I mean, it's, it's, it's like people don't feel like they're giving someone a toy. They feel like they're giving their like someone um it's a symbol words of comfort you know exactly like when when they're when they're going through a rough time or they're giving them a symbol of, of hope and new beginnings when they're starting a family so i think we sort of transcend transcended transcended the um the idea of this being a product and this really being a symbol for what it stands yeah. for it has heart right like exactly it's just more than it it's yeah it has a deeper meaning to it yeah. Um, and I know this might be a tough question, uh, but do you have an ultimate goal for Moldy Toys? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't say this, but um, one of our customers actually said this to me, and I was floored by it. I never thought of it that way, but she was like, I want you guys to be the Mattel of the South Asian market. And, nice. And I was like, you know what? I had never really set out for that to be our goal, but why not? Why like, not? There yeah. isn't a Mattel out there. for the South know. Asian market. Yeah. 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 Are you guys selling just the U.S. or is it worldwide? No, we sell globally. Well, technically within 40 countries um, worldwide, mainly because um, there are just some some logistical issues in, in shipping to certain countries because their, their shipping method yeah. um, isn't quite reliable, um, like South Africa and India being two of them, unfortunately. And, you know, I, we actually didn't even think that there would be much of a demand uh, from people in India because, like, they're surrounded by the Indian culture. Like, why do they need a baby Ganesh? Yeah, but yeah. surprisingly, a lot of people have been clamoring to um, to to get uh, get their hands on it from India. I actually feel like that could be a huge market there. Because even yeah. though you would think they wouldn't need it and they're surrounded by it, I feel like that would just be an extra added bonus for them to have something like that. 
Yeah, and I think it also speaks to just the the dynamic of how um, parenthood is changing. It's so yeah. different from the way our parents raised us. I mean, you know, they made a point to like take us to the temple, like for every major holiday, and like you know dress up in Indian clothes and like do all these pujas at home and stuff. And I think parents of this generation, whether they are living in India or America or wherever in the world, they feel a little detached from their culture and they feel like, well, whatever tools I can provide them, at least I'll feel like I'm doing my part the best I can. That's an excellent point. Detached and sometimes I just feel like we're lazier than our parents. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my parents would drive me an hour every week to Mandare. And I can't imagine doing that now. Just, <laughs> yeah. And whatever for whatever reasons, I'm like, they're just better people. And you kind of meant you mentioned the honeymoon, uh, baby honeymoon uh, launching. <laughs> Is there any other future project projects or collaborations uh, or events you can tell us about? Yeah. So um, actually, we do a monthly event, um, and and this just kind of started in December, just so just a couple of months ago. Um, it's a social uh, responsibility initiative called Modi Joy. Um, obviously, a playoff of words. And I started the initiative after um, I had made a couple of sort of ad hoc donations to children's charities. And um, I thought, well, you know, why not do this on a more consistent basis? Because um, philanthropy has always been a big part of what I wanted to do, like just personally speaking. And sure. um, I just didn't really quite have the means to do it in the way I'm able to do it now, um, you know, professionally. So what we do is um, I... I co-host an event every month. I, I basically collaborate with um, someone that has some skill set that they can teach. So um, the first couple of events that we uh, that we co-hosted were painting classes. Um, the next one coming up is a hot yoga class. Um, and then after that, it's going to be a personal styling class. And then I have, I have a ton of ideas like already like for the rest of the year. But basically, um, it's the way I position it. It's just how Modi Choice is designed to spark curiosity in your kids about their Indian roots. These Modi Joy events are designed to spark joy in whatever you know you're curious about, whether it's yoga, painting, fashion, whatever it may be. Um, and it's just really an excuse to kind of get out there and meet people face to face and and get off this digital world that we constantly are scrolling through. Yeah, it's kind of scary. And and how can people get involved with that? Um, very easy. They just go to our website, um, modichoice.com forward slash charity. And um, I update the site every month um, as we have a new event lined up. Okay, awesome. And then you kind of touched on this, but what other advice would you give to women or men who want to get into business of selling products online? Um, yeah, so, you know, definitely have a co-founder if possible. Yeah. But within that co-founder, um, make sure that they are someone that that's really trustworthy um, and reliable. I mean, I got lucky that my co-founder happens to be family, and yeah. that kind of just goes without you, saying. You know, you know where he lives, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know where to find him. Yes, exactly. And I can always go to my mom and complain about him. Exactly. <laughs> the big boss, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where the buck stops. Exactly. Um, and the other item I would say is, you know, I, I think people get so caught up in having all their ducks in a row before they even, like, make the first move that they kind of overwhelm themselves and um, they, they, I think they, they kind of, you know, end up having like this analysis paralysis because they're exactly. just thinking yeah. too much. They get in their own way. 
Yes. Yeah. And I think they just have to like remember like, you'll figure things out as you go. Um, I, I certainly did not have, you know, any idea of doing Modi Joy charity events, like back in August when we launched, um, we weren't thinking about baby Hanuman at the time. You'll figure things out as you go. You don't have to worry about having a business plan, so to speak, from the get go. I mean, we didn't have anything documented to be perfectly honest. Like when we got started, I mean, we had a website, um, and, and we knew that the website had to cover, you know, certain amount of information, but, um, we didn't. We weren't shipping globally when we first launched, and we knew that we had a lot of demand built up already when we launched, um, just within the U.S. But I would say just take the first step, and then just trust in yourself that you'll figure things out as you go. Could not agree more, right, Nazar? I think we we did the same thing. We just, uh-huh, yeah. I'd say daily we're figuring things out. Yeah, so. seriously. The only other thing I would ask you, we kind of talked about how the ease of working with somebody who's as trustworthy as your brother, but have there been any issues to where you guys have butt heads? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've never butt heads, um, sort of speak like anything major. Anytime we have, like, I do remember thinking, like, I remember like going back to him and like, see, I told you I was right. <laughs> so <laughs> We have had those moments. Um, well, but yeah, good. we, we actually did have some hurdles, um, starting out. Like we changed our manufacturer about three times, um, believe it or not. And that's actually one of the reasons why there was a bit of a delay. And after we sold out of our initial batch of the medium-sized baby Ganesh, we had to wait mm. almost, I think it was like two months or so before we could um, release, like do our second launch. And yeah. it's mainly because not only were we switching manufacturers, but we were also making some some small but meaningful impact um, changes and upgrades to our features and functions. So um, when we first launched our medium-sized CB Ganesh, uh, it actually only played one month or the same one that the small one currently plays. Mm-hmm. And the the play uh, device was, was in the foot. So you had to press um, Baby Ganesh's right foot to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, after when we did our second launch, we, we changed that device to go to the belly because I think we realized just from seeing our customers interact with it in person um, that they tend to push the belly first because that's just, you know, what you are accustomed to doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we kind of took that feedback. Um, and then we also uh, were able to add two more mantras because the new manufacturer we're working with, they told us, well, yeah, this battery actually has like more power so you can add more content to it. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, again, like these are all sort of learning curve things you kind of go through. We, we're not, we don't come from a toy manufacturing family, so we're learning as we go. <laughs> okay, so our third section is just kind of get to know you, and it's, it's just a fun little thing we like to do. So just whatever pops into your mind. Don't, don't think too much. Mm-hmm. You ready? Okay. All right. <laughs> What is the one thing that you're trying to change about yourself? Uh, um, nothing, because I'm perfect. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Um, Love it. Yeah, right. No, um, gosh, like I don't think we have the time. That's like another podcast in itself. Um, <laughs> I, I would say probably time management is, is my biggest culprit. Um, I am, you know, guilty of I think just as many other people are of kind of getting sucked into the into the Instagram vortex and. Uh, although I do need to use it for 
for work related purposes, um, I, I have to like constantly remind myself, okay, like, like that's enough. Yes. We're, we're all there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite quote? So many. Um, I would say probably along the lines of what I was just saying about, you know, like just trust that you'll figure things out is that, um, it doesn't really matter how slowly you go as long as you don't stop. What do you do to unwind? <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that sad? It's the same thing. I'm un- I unwind too much, I think, sometimes. I know. I need to learn how to meditate or something. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite word? Ah. Uh, well, it used to be mommy until <laughs> my daughter <laughs> until, became. Until, until the twos hit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's a good one. Um, try, maybe. Try. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Who would you absolutely love to collaborate with? Oh, that's an easy one. Um, Mindy Kaling. Nice. I am obsessed with her. I think all my followers know I'm obsessed with her. And <laughs> um, I mean, for a number of reasons, but um, the biggest one is because she just, you know, she, she, created a path for herself on her own. She doesn't come from this Hollywood family. She doesn't come from money. Um, she she had a sort of a, a dream for herself and she went out and she created that life for herself. Like she wrote parts for herself. She, you know, wrote the stories that she wanted to be a part of. And even today, that's like what she continues to do with every single show that she's been on, like the mini project, Champions, and now Four Funerals, and a wedding um and she just comes across as like someone that's really accessible although as i'm saying that it's kind of ironic because i haven't been able to get access to her (laughs) um but it's just someone that when you see you feel like you can be like their best friend if you actually happen to meet them there's a way you keep trying You'll, you'll get it. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I am, and I feel There's like I'm very a close There's one now. or two degree connection somehow. I'm sure someone you know that knows her that you knows. <laughs> It'll happen. I, I actually have. I recently found that six degree of, of separation, and um, fingers crossed um, that it comes to fruition, but um, it, it's in play right now, let's just say. We're, we're throwing it out there for you. Yes, we, we, tell, you. we tell all our guests we're going to help them connect with like stars, even though we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to ourselves, basically. So, um, What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Probably being a travel writer. So this kind of goes back to, um, you know, my, my college days when I really wanted to be the one like creating these ads and stuff. And because I just like love this idea of storytelling, um, I anything that involves writing, I would love to do because for me, it's always been kind of a way to unwind and um it's just very cathartic for me um just being able to kind of string words together and yeah and i think maybe if i could be a travel writer because who doesn't love to travel and if they're going to pay me to go stay in some fancy room and talk (laughs) about it i'll do it it's pretty i i'm a writer freelance i'm freelance writing i'm not as much anymore but I did for Condé Nast Traveler in India, in Vogue, India. Oh, my God. That's my dream job. They only sent me to one place, but it was still very oh. exciting um, as a resort in Bangalore. Um, but it was pretty awesome, yeah. So I've gotten to, to write for a few magazines. I wanted, But like you, I, I just enjoy doing it. I just haven't done it in a while. So That's awesome. Um, and then last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, I hope that... They're happy with how I represented them, <laughs> uh, the baby Ganesh. Uh, but no, I think I would just like to hear them say, I'm proud of you. Yes. That's, that's, yeah. Whether it's your husband and your parents, I think that's the one thing that you really crave to hear. Definitely. Mm. 
Awesome. Thank you. That's a great, sweet place to end. Okay. I, I like that. Awesome. But is is there anything else besides the charity event on uh, March 2nd, I think? Is there anything else besides that you kind of want to plug or anything that you want to be a part of or are going to be? I just ran a special series on Instagram called Modi Earn or Modern Family. Okay. Mm-hmm. In a celebration of Valentine's Day where I featured um, five couples that come from multicultural, interracial um, backgrounds and how they're raising their family, you know, they have kids. And um, it was really, really, really well received. Um, received a ton of comments. And in, in fact, I have a poll running right now where I asked followers, like, would you want me to continue this? Maybe on a monthly basis, not on like, you know, not doing it for a week on stretch. And um, like 75% of people said, yeah, like keep going. So, you know, I, I like I said, um, because I'm a storyteller, I love like the being able to tell stories. So um, I've done an Indian Roots campaign where I featured um, South Asian women entrepreneurs that have um, launched products that are again rooted in their or inspired by their Indian roots. And you know, like I have a wide range of women that I've, I've featured, um, um, like from women in culinary, women in fashion, in jewelry. Um, in literature. So I'm all about storytelling and whatever angle that I feel like is really um, connects back to what Modi Toy stands for, which is like, you know, just a sparking curiosity about, uh, about your Indian roots. Um, I'm all for it. So, you know, the, the Valentine's Day campaign or the Modern Family campaign um, also worked really well because it the, really the, the theme of that was that it doesn't really matter how you go about living your lives in this like new dynamic uh, as long as you appreciate both cultures and do your best in exposing your kids if you have them um, to both sides. There is no right or wrong way yeah. because our generation is the one that's like figuring out what's right, what's wrong. For right. sure. You know what? You should do a, a Radha Krishna toy that plays Garba music. That'd be amazing. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I mean, See? like I'm, I'm always getting ideas from. You should just hire <laughs> Trust me, I'm if a, I could afford, I'm a big, I'm a big Garba. I, I used to be back in the day Garba oh, Ross awesome. person. And yeah. So just... Trust me, all, all it's gonna take are just samosas every day, and you, you can. You've hired Emmy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey, All right, I'm, that, I'm, that I'm, I can I'm do. I'm on a no-carb diet, guys. All right. <laughs> All right, big thanks go out to Avni for joining us from Modi Toys. And again, you guys can find her at Modi Toys. Uh, on Instagram or Facebook, M-O-D-I-T-O-Y-S and moditoys.com. Um, that was a great talk. That was, yeah, that was really inspiring. I love the idea of what they're doing. I, you know, I was just recently talking to my mom about sending my kids to Monday here. And we actually did go once over here in Bentonville. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, they were speaking in Tamil. It was, it was kind of a different language. So it wasn't, I, wouldn't, I didn't feel as comfortable because I just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there is a part of me that misses that cultural connection. So things like this help a lot. She talked about it too, but it's great for, for y- young children. But yeah. um, even for someone like you, that I feel like that's something yeah. that uh, helps you stay connected. Yeah, because when I was reading about the mantras, which are the prayers on, on the website that the mm-hmm. toys sing, 
I mean, it just hit home for me. I just, right away, I thought of like my childhood and parents. And so, like she said, it's just, it's more than a toy. It's like, it's, it's a product with heart, you know? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I'm going to get one, but yeah, we're so (laughs) glad you guys joined. We have some exciting interviews coming up as always. So mm-hmm. please follow us at Ami Tuckered Out. You guys know how to spell it. Yep, you guys know A M I T U C K A R E D O U T. Ami Tuckered Out.com. You can find me at Nizar Babul. That's N I Z A R B A B U L. I think that's it. That is it, guys. Thank you for joining us. This is Ami Tuckered Out. Bye.